Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Shifted Radio. I'm Mike, and today we'll be chatting about the highs and lows of being a professional athlete. How to let the good times roll and to keep going if you're going through hell. I'm joined today by my brother Dan. What's going on, Dan? Hey guys, hey Mike. Yeah, very, very important topic today. Something that I know myself, uh, it's been a learning process to be able to cope with consistency and, and learn how to be a more well-rounded professional day in and day out. For sure. I think that's something that we all have to deal with. I think there's only so many people in this world that can truly be consistent from day to day uh, for long periods of time. And even those individuals like if you want to talk about like Sidney Crosby um, like who's relevant today but uh, those kind of people they have to deal with being consistent in other ways it's not just about being an athlete Uh, sometimes it's a little bit about what's going on away from the rink as well and so we'll touch on a few of those uh, subjects as we go along today yeah definitely so it's it's just one of those things that I think it, it isn't talked about uh, a lot. It isn't talked about enough. Um, how do you deal with being present and in the moment when things are going well? And when things aren't going well, how do you get through it? Do you just grit your teeth and get through it? Do you let it encompass you and get swallowed into the vortex. I mean, there's so many different ways that things can happen. And I've, and I've been accustomed or I've been, um, not, I don't want to say victim, but I've gone through a lot of these different emotions, uh, both good and bad. So, uh, I think that in my 12 year professional career, I think it's, you see a lot at that time and you get to learn from, what you're going through and what the other guys around you are going through. And it's, if you keep your eyes open, you can definitely learn from what's going on in the lives of other guys too. Yeah. I've been exposed definitely to a lot of, a lot of good days, a lot of days where I feel on top of the world and also some bad days, some, some days that are definitely very tough. I think what's important to remember is when you're struggling, there's always something to be thankful for in every walk of life. And someone out there, you know, would give their left arm to, to live the day that you consider your bad day or your worst day. So So true. uh, I think it's very much about being, like you said, being present and understanding that, in order for things to work out, you have to stay in the fight. You have to stay motivated, stay engaged. I think I, I'm a big believer that when things are going bad, you work and you you have faith and you and you grind until things get better. And then when things get better, you work harder and you believe harder and you grind harder so that way things stay that way. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all gone through those tough periods. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. You can't be you can't be alive without going through tough moments, and those tough moments are really what define us as individuals. 
And if you let it get the best of you, you're, you're just going to delay that feeling of joy. I mean, I think, I think when you're going through that rough patch, I think you have to take note as well. All in the same, you have to be present in that moment and you have to be thankful for that because it's a learning opportunity. And I think if you can wrap your mind around it being a, a positive experience in the macro of your whole life, I think the micro experience of being unhappy or in a place of frustration gets a little bit easier to deal with because you can take a breath, you can sit back and you can say, okay, I understand what I'm going through. I understand this isn't how it always is. What can I learn from this? And how do I get out of this funk as quick as I can? I think that the, the way out is for me, it was always through hard work and going to the rink and putting in the time, whether it was in the gym or on the ice. I mean, you could always tell when I wasn't in a good place with either hockey or away from the rink, I, I was always just competing so hard in practice and my teammates would get a little bit frustrated sometimes and not frustrated, just be like, whoa, he's going pretty hard in practice. And I think that was just my way of telling myself, hey, wake up, snap out of it. Let's go. Let's get back to feeling good. It had nothing to do with how the other guys were. I loved all my teammates. It was just I needed to do that for me so that I could reset my own mentality, my own emotions to say, all right, snap out of this funk. Because I've also been conscious uh, to know that when I've been in those times where you get in that spiral, it just keeps spiraling and spiraling and you start to feel sorry for yourself. And then you kind of become someone that's not really fun to be around, to be honest with you. And I've been in those moments too, where you kind of like, woe is me. I feel sorry for myself. Like you always, then you make excuses and then your excuses lead you to not holding yourself accountable and then not holding yourself accountable leads to poor results. And then that just, it just continues to spiral and you get, you get into places away from the rank where, you, you know, you can start to get really frustrated. And, and if you take that away from the rink and you bring that home with you, it can definitely lead to some dark places where you don't want to be. And I mean, for me, I'm fortunate that I've had the support of good people around me and and good family and i've definitely very grateful for that because without you know my my family there's there's a lot of times where it just it gets so stressful because you put so much emphasis on being the best athlete that when you're not the best from day to day it wears on you and then you bring it home and then you're thinking like okay what now so yeah because that becomes your identity is as a player and as an athlete and when you don't measure up on the playing field you don't you kind of feel as if you're not measuring up in all walks of life which is a strange way to think saying it out loud but i know to athletes out there listening it it, it makes sense for them it resonates for them for sure i think that i heard 
I think it was pretty sure it was Will Smith one time talking about greatness and, and people of success. And it's true what he says. He's there's a quality, there's a delusional quality in, in most people that achieve greatness. They, they are under the belief that things are destined for them. Things are destined for them that, that somehow it's going to work out for them. And as you said before, in the macro, you know, you're, you're, you're building towards something that you know is going to happen not without necessarily knowing it. So the days that are tough in the middle, you find ways to cope and you find ways to drive through them because you're thinking, you know what, this is eventually going to work out somehow, some way things are going to work out. And seasons are so long that there are going to be stretches where you feel on top of the world and you feel like it's never going to end. And there are also going to be some stretches where things are terrible and you feel like they're never going to end. They're, they're always going to be bad or they're always going to be good. But the truth is that life is cyclical and moving in and out of those peaks and valleys in your season and in life in general, it's just about maintaining, I think, maintaining a, a routine and, you know, a few key pillars in your life that you that you always go back to and revisit and make sure that you're staying on the right track. I know in terms of a very, you know, small example of that, I think game days are one way to, you know, hockey players are creatures of habit. Athletes in general, they're creatures of habit. And I myself, I'm not, I like to say I'm not superstitious, but I'm I'm just a little stitious. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think uh, Michael Scott from the office was the first one I heard. <laughs> say that. And, Great show. Uh, you know, and uh, Eli Manning also I uh, heard him say it once. But it, it's so true. I, there's, I don't find myself going to the rink on game days or on practice days and doing the exact same thing minute to minute every single time. Some guys have to. Some some players have to. I, I find myself going and, and sticking to two or three main principles. You know, good warm up, a good sweat, um, you know, good activation, some sort of visualizing and affirming myself and then it's time to play. And as long as those things are in place, my pillars I call them, they're as long as they're in place. You know, whether I have a, a bad shift or a good shift, I know at the end of the game I'm going to feel like I did what I had to do. And over the course of a week and a month and a season, I'm going to feel like I improved day to day and, and I'm that much better than I was a season before. Absolutely. I think that's a, I think it's a great piece of advice right there for anyone who's listening to really sift through that data that you just put out there. I think that there's a lot that you can take away from the superstitious and the not just a little stitious. I think that you touched on habit and routine. I think that you build habits by doing the simple things over and over and over. And that's how you also build confidence. I think the superstition comes in to fat, to play when people think that they're in control of things that they can't really control. So they think that by doing something that's really insignificant every single time because they it worked one time or, or they had a good result one time that if they continue to do that one thing, like, I don't know, tap their stick with their left arm and then 
bounce their heel of their blade off the ice three times before the start of the game. I think that stuff leads you to you just need to do more and more and more, and then you start to get spiraling out of control. And then when it doesn't go well, you start to think like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? And then it puts a lot of undue pressure and just unnecessary stress that you don't need. The game is already stressful enough. Being assessed every shift, every period, every game, every practice, every day, all the time is already stress enough. You don't need to add that stress by from yourself just to make little nuances happen that really aren't impacting the overall outcome as much as your own mindset is. I think the fact or or the, the, the thought of you thinking that you need to do all these things for this result to happen positively is actually creating a negative energy that actually leads to worst performance in a long in the long run right i think trying trying hard is admirable and trying easy will be successful now what i mean by that is being in control of situations and eliminating the performance anxiety and the stress that comes with it but also not being too relaxed and too lackadaisical because that is a dangerous, you know, zone to be in as well. You have to find a comfortable middle and you have to realize that you will get yourself out of any situation. There is a solution out there and eventually you will find it. Yeah. You've been in places before dark places. You've been through slumps before in your career that you've come out of. You found a way to, to have success, to, to score goals or to, to do your job or, you know, to smile or, or to, you know, enjoy yourself at the rink. You've found ways out of that before and you will find those ways again. Carrie, you know, I always think of the example of, of Kerry Price and, um, you know, he's one of my favorite athletes just because of his mindset. He, you know, you could tell when he's in the, when he's in games, he's very in control and he's had some very, good seasons where he's been an elite goaltender in the national hockey league. And I just remember one of his first years in the league, they, they lost an exhibition game in Montreal or early on in the season. And the media was all over him and he calmly took a breath and he looked the reporters right in the eyes. And he said, guys, like relax, like everyone just calm down. We're not winning a Stanley cup in this week. And it was something that was, you know, unheard of for someone to talk like that to the media in in Montreal and Mm -hmm. let alone anywhere else. But, like, I just have so much admiration for a guy being able to take a deep breath and say, I'm going to be fine. The team is going to be fine. This this was one game, and eventually things are going to work out. And sure enough, he went on to have one of his – most successful uh, seasons in his career. Yeah. I think that once you announce that, once you say that, then your actions have to back that up. Then you have to go out and put in your work. That's going to make you whatever your, 
whatever your definition of success is from day to day, do that. Work hard to achieve that. If your definition of success is that you're going to think that I earned my paycheck today, then sure, think of that. If you're going to be thinking that your definition of success is you're going to be happy with your performance, then do that. If your definition is being able to look at yourself in the mirror at the end of every day and saying, I gave it everything I could, then do that. But whatever you need to do, you got to do that. So I want to take it back a little bit um, to what you were saying before on the, the athlete mentality of them believing that they're, they're just destined for greatness. Uh, I think that's so, so accurate. And I think that's such an integral part of the athlete mentality. I think that if you want to make it to the highest levels, you need to have that mentality. And it's just, it's just a, one of the costs you have to pay because that mindset leads you to seem, you know, a little bit, I don't want to say arrogant, but it, it leads you to looking like you're a little bit full of confidence. And I think that you, you can't achieve greatness uh, unless you have that mindset, really. I, I don't think there's been anybody who's ever achieved anything great that hasn't had that mindset. There's no one that stumbles upon greatness. You know, like Wayne Gretzky didn't score almost 3,000 points in the NHL by accident. He didn't get there by that's where he ended up. You look at a guy like Crosby today. Crosby, to me, I think he's one of the greatest players of all time, and he's 30 years old. What he's accomplished is so amazing. And in today's day and age, it's even more amazing because the players in the game, it's very, it's very balanced. Like most teams can compete with, with every team on any night. And the quality of the players up and down the lineup is very, very similar. And to be able to set yourself apart consistently year after year and then achieve what he's achieved is really pretty awesome. I mean, he's the, most talented player on the ice and he's also the hardest working. So, I mean, that's, that's how he is, how he is. Um, but that mentality of being able to think of yourself as the one who's destined to be that, I think that's so integral. I mean, I had that mentality as a kid and to be honest, my entire childhood, I only wanted to be a hockey player, but, I only thought I was going to be a hockey player. Like whenever somebody asked me, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a hockey player. I'm going to be a hockey player. And they said, okay, that's great. But what if that doesn't work? I would always say, no, that's, I'm, I'm always just going to be a hockey player. That's just how it is. So I think that that's just something that we have to take note of, um, how we can be, um, in that mindset and then being able to see yourself as being that great. Hey guys, today's performance hack is 
ginger. That's right, raw ginger. Consume raw ginger to help your body increase its ability to fight off inflammation and to boost your immune system. A helpful tip, consuming raw ginger is tough on the stomach at first, so go easy on the amount and then gradually increase as you go. Try having some after a game or before going to bed and see how you feel. This has been Shift is Performance Hacks. Keep performing optimally. Yeah, and it really goes back to that quality, that delusional sense, that vision that it may not guarantee you success, but it definitely increases your chances. I know myself personally, from a very young age, I had this vision and this idea that playing at the next level, no matter where I was, just playing well and advancing and playing well and advancing. And I definitely have a vision of playing in the National Hockey League, of winning the Stanley Cup, of all these different types of things. And But those were the two main ones. And it, it kept me on the straight and narrow. My, my whole upbringing, my whole development kept me on the straight and narrow. It kept me in class because I wanted my marks to be great because I wanted to get a scholarship. And it kept me in the gym when others weren't going to the gym. And it kept me on the ice and doing extra every day when others, you know, they were tired or they were fed up. And when I reached that high school age, you know, it seemed like more and more of my friends and and teammates and ex-teammates were were saying, I'm done with this hockey thing. And, and I managed to outlast a few of them and outlast most of them. And, and that's really what it's about. The, the top is not for those who are right. It's for those who are left. You know what I mean? It's just about, <laughs> it's so true. It's just about lasting and it's just about surviving and advancing. So. Yeah. I mean, I, people don't really understand what that means, but to put it in some context, I fundamentally believe that I'm still playing hockey and I still got contracts when I did all those years because I was just there. I was just left. Uh, You see other guys when they go through these moments of hardship, they fall to the wayside and they quit and they don't have it in them. And there's some guys that do. And for me, fortunately, I've been able to have that ability to have the the will to keep going. And it's just allowed me to be there when the teams are looking for someone to sign. I'm just like, hey, I'm over here. You know, like I'm still here. I'm ready to go, you know. So that's just, it's just how it is. It's just how it happens. There's, I mean, there you need to be performing at a high level for sure. I don't think people understand how hard it is to make it 
to the National Hockey League, but to stay there is just incredibly hard. And that's why only, I don't know what the stat is, maybe 0.03% of the people that play hockey will ever make it to the NHL and play over 300 games to collect their full pension. But uh might be 400 now. But the the odds of making it are so stacked against you that how can you how can you not be delusional to think that you're going to make it if you just ask anybody in their right mind hey i'm going to go try to do this thing where only 0.03% of the people are going to succeed in doing they're all going to look at you and be like okay <laughs> yeah. so i mean that that level of delusion if you don't have it, you're never going to be part of that small number. And that's why there's only ever been 6,000 or so people to ever play a National Hockey League game because those people have just been around longer. They were able to withstand minor hockey, junior hockey, college hockey, pro hockey, just a little bit longer than the rest. And I've seen guys, I mean, I played with a guy at Bracken Currents. He got his NHL opportunities. He made his NHL debut when he was maybe 30, 29, 30 or 31. I can't remember, but it was around 30. He's making his NHL debut around 30. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And the amount of perseverance you need to have in order to realize that dream at that time is pretty, pretty tough. I mean, you have to be mentally strong or being able to like, park the stuff that happens at the rink at the rink and leave it there and then go about your day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A lot of the kids that we work with, with shifted, they are minor hockey age or junior age. And, you know, for them, hockey is, is very enjoyable. It's very fun. And if it's not, then it definitely should be. Um, they go to the rink with their friends, with their their parents, and it, it, it's it's something that they love to do. And that joy is something that will take them. The love of their sport is something that will take them through many, many uh, obstacles, many days where they feel like they don't want to do things anymore, or they, or maybe they have a. A, a test coming up or a job interview or, or anything and they have a tryout or something, but because they've been able to withstand things previously in their playing career, they've seen and they've learned life lessons and they've gained life skills because of it. And they're able to move on and, and to succeed at the next level. And so, so much success for them, so much of their success comes from being, consistent just constantly progressing in the right direction and that's why what we do i feel is very important because we give them a way to streamline their their development and their performance week after week and i think that's a big part of why people gravitate towards us and why people stay on and 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 do things with us because you know, we have their best interests in mind and we've, we've been through things and we're continuing to go through things. And as we learn things, 
everyone benefits from that. Right, right. Well, let's shift gears into being present when it is going well. I mean, we discussed a lot about how to get through the tough times, but I think an equally important skill is to be able to be present in the moment. And I know for me, when you're in that in that moment, it's very, very easy to just think that it's, yeah, that's just what I had to do. It's what I got to do. And it wasn't until a little bit later in my career that the perspective came that I need to really enjoy the moments when you're at the top, when you're in the zone, when you're doing well, when you're feeling it, when you're in the group, because those moments, they don't last forever. And when you're in those moments, take a second to take it all in so that you can remember what it feels like so that when you're going through the bad parts, you know that it's all worth it because there's something good around the corner or, you know, up the hill or wherever it is. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Definitely being able to, if you could somehow bottle up those emotions and bottle up the the way you, you feel when things are going well, it's definitely, it would definitely be useful on uh, on rainy days to revisit those feelings and those emotions and being able to tell yourself that again like we've said time and time again that things are they're bad but you will somehow find a way just just the exact same way as you found a way previously right i'll take it back to a story um it was actually it's my last season in the american hockey league and this was 2012, 2013. Uh, I had a tough start to the season. Uh, I wasn't playing very well. I was just not feeling it. Uh, there was some stuff going on away from the rink with uh, my wife's mom that was, her health was in question. And there was a lot of questions whether she was going to make it to our wedding. And there's just a lot of stress from there. And then I wasn't performing well at the rank. So I got caught into this spiral. And that's one of the times where I let that spiral get the best of me for an extended period of time. Um, it, it was really taking its toll on me uh, from probably October until the end of December uh, at the Christmas break. And then something interesting happened over the Christmas break. My wife gave me a book and she said, listen, take this, read it. Hopefully it helps you because it's been helping me. And that book was The Happiness Advantage by Sean Anker. And so I cracked it open and I started reading it and I really enjoyed the read. It was a really a great read. There were so many helpful tips in that book. And then I stumbled upon the positive Tetris effect. And I can't tell you how much this changed the whole course of that season and how much changed the course of basically my life in the last five years. So basically what the positive Tetris effect is when, when you have positive things that are going on around you, we tend to not see them. So all it, all it does, all it says is to, write down 
the good things that you see in the world on a day-to-day basis can be anything, can be small, can be large, but just to write them down so that it helps to shift your focus from the negative to the positive. And once I started doing that, my mind was calm. I was at ease. I knew that there were good things happening to me, even though I wasn't in the best spot in my career. And then magically, good things started to happen at the rink too. And I found positives and I had a really great second half of the year. I mean, I had eight points in the first, I don't know, half of the season. And then I ended up with 29 points in the second half of the season. You know, I had my highest point total, like 37 or something in total. But just that one little thing just changes, you know, you just change your perspective and it can just change so many things for you. And what's funny to note now that I'm just thinking about it right now is something that I, I tell a lot of my teammates and in game situations is you have to trust the process and you have to let the result just happen. You have to do everything you can to take care of the task at hand. And you just have to let the end result just happen. Let the chips fall where they may. And I think that that for me is my best example of what that meant to me. And it was a really, really good learning experience for me. Yeah, I've definitely been in the same, same situations, um, different, different levels, different leagues. But I just remember going through um, a stretch at school where you know, in, in college hockey, it's very much the way you practice is going to determine how successful you are in games or whether or not you, you, you even play in games. And there was a bit of a stretch there where I wasn't playing much and just kind of was lost. I'll never forget. It was my junior season. And uh, I, I seriously just contemplated you know what if this isn't for me what if I'm not cut out for this after all and I really had a bad few weeks in a row there where I was just down down in the dumps you know further than I've I've ever been and um, you know I just decided that whatever time I had left it sounds pretty dramatic but (laughs) true whatever time I had left at the rink you know I was going to relish it and know that you know in in a month from now or a year from now I could be out of the sport altogether so just thinking it took me back to being in minor hockey took me back to being eight or nine years old and just going to the rink and enjoying every little thing that happened whether it was the bus breaking down on the on on a road trip and just deciding that we had to sit on the side of the road in the snow with the guys and just laughing or being on the road and going out for morning skates or bag skating after practice as much as everyone hated it, you know, was, it was a time where guys were getting through things together and, you know, I ended up going home and, and re recharging at, at Christmas time. And, uh, you know, saw my family and, and everybody and realized that they were, one of the biggest reasons I was still doing this and 
they're such a an important part of my life and I was going to continue to just withstand and enjoy my life and enjoy the way that I approached myself at the rink. And I turned out to have, I didn't have a, an incredible semester, the following semester, but it was the most I enjoyed myself the entire time I was, I was in school. Definitely. I definitely had my most successful um, string of games and I finished the season feeling very confident about my, my ability and my, my, and you know what, not so much my hockey ability also, but it was also my ability to weather the storm and come out, come out of things on top. My resilience really was tested there. And, and I showed myself that I was able to complete things that I set out to initially. So that was big for me. Yeah. These skills are so transferable to every part of life i mean i'm just taking into consideration that like being able to manage your own emotions is something that we all need to deal with whether it's playing hockey or going to work or being retired or talking to your family uh talking to friends talking to complete strangers there's there's so many skills that you learn from being an athlete and you're tested so often that when you come out of that you understand what it's like to be assessed on a daily basis and critiqued on arbitrary numbers that don't really mean something so if you in the grand scheme of things but to perform as an athlete they are definitely important but in the grand scheme of life um when you're assessed on a day-to-day basis, it really gives you two avenues. You can either become jaded and start to hate the whole thing, which I don't think is right because it's given, it's given all of us, all of us hockey players so much. Um, But you can take the, the approach of what did I learn from that? And how do I know myself better now than I did before? And I think that that's such a transferable skill as we get ready to exit the game because it doesn't last forever. And I think that that's been such a motivator for me in the last, you know, couple of years. Cause you know, when you get to be 30 or honestly, even 25 now, it, it's the game is getting so young. It's, it pushes guys out sooner than they like. And, if you're not able to withstand that, it gets pretty tough. And that's a, a lot of the, the thing that guys are having to deal with now is that that exit from the sport, not on their terms. And it's a really, really tough pill to swallow. And I know that there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of my friends that are going through this. And, you know, I am going through it just the same. But I choose to think that I am in control and I choose to be conscious of the fact that it can't last forever. I know that there's going to be a time when I'm no no longer going to play hockey. My identity is not a hockey player, but my identity in the sport of hockey has to be I worked hard and I gave it my all. And that's what 
I want my hockey career to be remembered by me, my family, the people closest around me. Yeah, I would I would have to echo the same sentiments. I think that when things are completed for me, whenever that day comes, I would like to be remembered as a guy who showed up day after day and was ready to be optimistic and was ready to work and was ready to outwork and was prepared for as much as I possibly could be prepared for. Absolutely. I mean, these things that are put in front of us on a day-to-day basis, they give us so much leverage for what we're going to do after the sport that it's, it's something we need to learn from while we're in it. So that's, that's pretty good info. I mean, those are some good perspectives by you. I mean, there's some stories there that even I didn't know about. So, I mean, it's, it's always good to talk and get these things out. And I feel like talking is, is a good way for people to realize some stuff about themselves because when you start to put it out there into the universe that it has a funny way of helping you out. So I think this is, that's just one way that we can help deal with transition out of the sport. And it's also like an incredible motivator. I can't tell you because it's doing it for me right now. And I know there's other guys that might feel the same too, but knowing that you're not going to play the sport forever and at some point you're going to be out of it, gives you incredible motivation to do all that you can while you're in it right now. Like, I think I always thought that my work ethic was amazing. And truthfully, when it was, when it came push to shove uh, in my heyday, in my prime, uh, I felt like I did work the hardest and I worked the smartest and there was nobody that was going to outwork me at the rink. But now I feel like I'm motivated on a whole different level like i'm i'm hungry to do the best i possibly can because i know that it can't last forever and it's something that it's humbling at first but then it's so inspiring it uh, and all the same um when you really get down to it yeah it's a good feeling to have it's a great realization to to come to for sure so well guys uh I think that's about it for this chat. Uh, I think that we touched a lot of topics and we, we got some stuff off our own chest. That's probably been eating away at us, but um, I, I think that's been, uh, it's been a good chat, Dan. I, I really appreciate your honesty and I know it's tough uh, to dive into these things uh, for you and I both, but I think it's something that, as we go can definitely make a difference within our community here and it can help other people. At least that's our hope Yeah, to, to feel something similar or to open up their eyes to the, you know, the realization that this exists and this is something that they can think of. Yeah. Likewise. It's definitely something that me me going through these sort of things and you yourself going through these sort of things i want people to benefit from these stories 
I, I, I mean, myself, de- definitely my family for sure. <laughs> my, my family for sure. Um, but anyone listening, anyone who's continuing to listen or, or needs some sort of guidance, some sort of help, or just, just someone who's in the same ring fighting the same stuff as you, um, you know, just know that people are out there that are dealing with the same kind of frustrations and, you know, it's just about finding a way to survive and, and continue on and, and withstand. So, yeah, you're, like, you're never alone. Like whatever you're feeling, know that there's someone else feeling the same way. So, and if we can be, if we can help people just to understand themselves a little bit better, I think that's what our goal is for sure with this platform. Yeah. So thanks guys for listening. Um, if you like this, please leave us a rating on iTunes uh, or a review. That'd be awesome. Help some people to see it. Um, and if we can help you in any way, please send us a message uh, on any social platform uh, at shifted hockey. And we're definitely happy to help and hear you guys out. So Dan, you got any closing remarks, uh, anything you want to add, any final tips or anything? No, I mean, just, you know, stay listening. Um, you know, we're always learning new stuff and we're always looking to impart wisdom uh, upon anyone who's willing to, to hear us out. So, um, you know, stay engaged and we'll keep coming with the info and our perspectives and, and anything we can do to help. For sure. And bottom line is when it's good, enjoy it. When it's bad, keep running and enjoy them both because they don't last forever. So that's been it for Shifted Radio. I'm Mike. Yeah, I'm Dan. Hello, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're uh, happy as always to provide you this info and we'll catch you next time. All right. Ciao, guys.